Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Hey, man, Merry Christmas to you uh, and your family. And, I, and, and by the way, let me say this before we forget or run out of time. Uh, like I said, we're going to be a week or so of, of Madison Classics, and one of the pieces we're going to replay is the interview we did uh, with Lou Hutt about a will, what kind of will, you know, no. you, you name it. And Wonderful. we're going to make Wonderful. sure that gets replayed uh, while we're, uh, you know, uh, out for a week or a week or so, because it's so important, especially near the end of the year. That leads me to asking you uh, about the end of the year. Man, yes. and I'm, I'm going to say, first of all, what should we be doing as it relates to our taxes, etc.? And I got to tell you, my mailbox is full <laughs> of of organizations asking for a donation. Well, 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 Joe, you know, it is that time of year. And, and listen, all the best to you, Sherry, and, and the family for the holidays. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, but, yes, this is a um, an opportunity the next seven days or so for people to um, boost, if you will, uh, their personal itemized deductions. Now, let me add a caveat to now, that. Now, the key word there is itemized. Yes. You, oh, go see, ahead. You're, you're right on it. And, and that's the key. Um, the standard deductions have been enhanced significantly over the past three, four years. So it, the, strategically, uh, we look at whether or not it's better meaning more favorable in terms of reducing the tax bill, to file with a standard deduction or an itemized deduction. Now, most professionals, when they work with clients, they do it both ways to see which is, more, which is higher and more favorable. But the bottom line is if you were close last year or if you think you're going to be close for tax year 2022, you want to think about exactly what you just mentioned, Joe, boosting up your cash, and the one thing that people often overlook is the non-cash contributions, which can range from clothes to books to appliances, even to automobiles, right? So uh, we want to think about that strategically. And then the other thing, Joe, just because, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, we're going to do a coat drive, and, and we're going to give coats to, you know, deserving people, and we're raising money to do that. Well, if you are not a 501c3 organization, then the people who make contributions and donations by way of cash so that you can buy the coats and so forth, unfortunately, they can't claim the deduction. So we're always talking in this realm of charitable donations, we're always talking about 501c3 organizations, churches, schools, those type of groups. So that's an important point I wanted to make sure we made. Now, Lou, one of, and you, I don't know if you heard me earlier today, but I was talking about how I get, I'm now into this cleaning out mode, and you, you alluded to it. Uh, it. You know, I'm going through my storage bins and drawers, and dresser drawers, and everything, and I'm pulling out things. And I, and here's what I do: I take it to usually. Uh, Salvation Army, Goodwill, yes. pr Goodwill primarily, but I also mm -hmm. make sure I get a receipt. You know, the documentation part of this 
is crucial. Let's just say you give more than $250 a year to a particular organization. Then you need to get a written acknowledgement from that organization. You need more than just a cancel check or a bank statement. Really? You okay. know, you, you need acknowledgement from the donor organization. Same thing that you hinted at just a second ago, Joe, when you talked about uh, donating items to Goodwill, Purple Heart, United Way, etc. Um, you need to, and, and here's what I'm in this day and time. I'm telling people not only to get a receipt, an acknowledgement from the donor organization, and have an inventory of what it is you gave, but take a photo. Oh. Use your smartphone and take a photo. Okay. With all three of those documents, you can withstand any uh, audit scrutiny. And because these are generally areas, frankly, uh, low-hanging fruit when you're in an audit because, you know, it's just right for uh, inflated amounts. So, again, I say to folks, if, you, if you're going and you're right, Joe, doing your winter cleaning, so to speak, uh, pull those items out, uh, either call one of the charities or, or run down, but take an inventory before you do it. Take a photo. And, of course, if it's uh, on the other side, if it's a cash contribution, you want to make sure you receive. One, one other small point, Joe, before we move on. It, it, people should also be aware that 2021, tax year 2021, was the last year that non-itemizers – Again, emphasis, non-itemizers could take a $300 charitable deduction. And if you were filing uh, jointly, $600. Well, that went away. So that's not going to be present for tax year 2022. And the only way we can um, improve our situation, so to speak, is if we itemize and, number two, do the things that you and I were just talking about. Uh, now, the other thing, um, and does this still apply for people who can afford to do it? Mm-hmm. In December, double up on your mortgage payment, monthly mortgage payment. Well, again, hey, so much admire your recall on some of these things, Joe. Uh, but, yes, now, again, caveat is are you itemizing? If you're going to be close to itemizing, it's always helpful to squeeze as many interest payment amounts into the same calendar year. So your idea of, potent, of, of accelerating the payment of your January mortgage so that it's processed in the calendar year of 2022 for, for everyone, for that matter, is going to give you 13 interest payments moved into all, all con, uh, uh, consolidated into one calendar year. So it can have the effect of boosting your charitable, I mean, your itemized itemize, deductions. That, the other thing to keep in mind yeah. for those that, that are right there on the fence is property taxes. So you could, if, if your property taxes are due, let's just say in February or March of 2023, and you pay them now, again, it's a way of increasing that pool of contributions. And if I can, Joe, let me flip to, to something else, because we always talk about saving in terms of in, uh, increasing deductions. I also like to remind people this is an opportunity to save from the standpoint of avoiding penalties, which is a big deal 
folks don't realize. Yes, the tax expense, but a lot of folks expose themselves to penalties. A good one that I want to mention for retirees, especially new retirees. If you reach the age, if you reach the age of 72, all of the plans, the qualified plans, uh, uh, retirement plans that you've contributed to over the years, including IRAs especially, you're now required to take what are known as required minimum distributions. Hmm. So you got to start, and as a matter of fact, generally the uh, the administrator the fund administrator would do the calculation. Now, here's the point. If you fail to take the required minimum distribution, right. age 72, you don't take it, you should have took $10,000, you didn't take it, the penalty can be up to 50% of what you should have took, but you didn't take. So this is one that's eyes below the radar for a lot of people, but I want to sensitize. Now, one point of, of clarification here. When we go into, and, and as you know, Joe, Senate just signed that spending bill yesterday. So it's, it's on its way, and, and it, it actually contains some important tax provisions. One of the tax provisions that it includes is it will reduce that penalty of 50% down to 30%, and I think it almost gets down to 10% over a number of years going forward. But I wanted to sensitize people to that. And the other small thing, but it's very similar, Mm -hmm. folks that get Social Security plus a pension plus these other things, they don't realize Social Security can be subject to income tax. tax. Right, right. See? So, um, So we always say to people in that position, toward the end of the year, Let's see if we can do a calculation of what the estimated tax payment should be for federal and state. So going back to our earlier discussion, if you're on the border of itemizing deductions and you make that estimated state tax payment by the end of the year, that could be helpful. There's a limit of $10,000, but again, for retirees, property taxes, a little bit of state, uh, state estimated state income tax, can can make sure that you fully absorb that benefit. So let let me. So you you aren't you aren't about to take any time off between now and January. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, as you're talking, as you're talking, I'm thinking maybe folks ought to be spending this week that they have off for these few days and talking to someone like you or their tax advisor, get yes. to get all this in place before the end of the year. It is timing is so important, right? And 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 Joe, you know, we we often have this conversation off and on air that you know sometimes people just wait until the end of the year, and then in February or March, they say, okay, so what can I have done for 2022? But well, this is actually the time to make your moves because right. in 2023, when we're doing the taxes, right? We're just, we got to work with the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to get political on you for, for a minute. All right. When you heard about Donald Trump's tax returns and all the news, what yeah. was your number one takeaway? This is a tough one. And it's tough not because of Donald Trump. It's tough because I know the IRS 
has a policy that requires all presidents and vice presidents. It's a mandatory audit. It's a great policy. Been in place since 76. Should be done. On the other hand, I understand probably what they were dealing with. They're dealing with a president that's very vindictive. They're underfunded. They're understaffed. And they got three major pieces of tax legislation over the past two or three years. Plus, they had to get out uh, pandemic relief payments. So they're in a very, you know, you don't hear me too much say I'm feeling sorry for the IRS, but I got a little bit of understanding for what they've gone through. Now, the problem is that doesn't bode well for the average person who is doing what we're talking about doing this morning documenting contributions, making sure that they operate within the parameters of tax law, knowing that they're always submitting a tax return with the risk of an audit. It doesn't bode well when they look at it and say, now, wait a minute, you know, the 2016 to 2020 tax uh, audits for the Trumps haven't even started. And they're still finishing up 2015. So that, to me, that you know, it, it, it grabs me. Now, it, it, Joe, as you know, the, the, the big question at some point that has to be uh, addressed is whether or not those tax returns contained any inflated deductions. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah there is still out on that, but. You know, yeah. again, that's it, it. Just struck me as again, you know, from uh, just, I mean, obviously, we every president has, you know, in in recent times has disclosed a tax return. Yeah, yeah. He, Look, uh, it should real, have been done. He didn't do it. He didn't. And 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 I suspect, well, not this. Uh, maybe the Senate might do it. Have hearings. Somebody over at Darius is going to have to explain why you didn't do this. I don't think it's going to happen on the House side. Real quick. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, the, the first of all, I got a minute. Well, how can they uh, they do that and uh, get in touch with uh, your uh, agency? Well, Joe, it's real simple. Uh, they can go to lewhut.com, L-O-U-H-U-T-T dot com, or they can go to the Hut Co. T H E H U T T co.com just leave me a note and uh, either myself okay. or another member of the team will reach out and your show this saturday 9 to 11 on 9 to 11 joe and as you know every weekend we talk taxes business money but more important we talk about life you can listen to yours truly madison the black eagle live every monday through friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.